0: Everybody. Welcome to episode 103 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Bill, at Super Flex, and the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. Fellas, how you guys doing?
1: It's been a good week.
0: It's been a good week. Oh, I'm like hearing that, Drew. It's been a good week. Um our our uh our fandom was not affected at all this week. Uh, we got the week off of uh worrying about NFL wins and losses. Um yep. Bill, how you doing, man?
2: Doing good. Um yeah, just uh another uh week of fantasy football. It's been a good year so far, so I I can't complain. Um aside from scott fishbowl (laughs) but other than that uh things have pretty much gone as well as i could hope so
0: yeah let let me allow you to feel a little bit better about your scott fishbowl team um week seven i had to start jared goff and davis mills as my quarterbacks uh because Dak and Kirk cousins were on that bye so uh I hope that makes you feel a little bit better about uh, whatever happened week seven with your uh, with your Scott Fishball team because that was uh those were the stud muffins I was throwing out there to uh, to battle for uh, for bragging rights. So, all right, fellas, we chit chatted enough. Let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Bill, why don't you start us off this week with your good, man? All right. uh,
2: Good for me is it's kind of like a whole season of this, but uh, on the sheet I wrote Cooper fucking cup because that's what he does. And uh, he's had double digit targets every week this year. Um, You know, another week of what, five um, or no, 10 for 156 and two touchdowns. I mean, The guy's just been like lights out. I mean, he's getting open and Stafford's finding him, man. And it's just uh, like people were trying to get rid of him in the offseason. You know, a lot of people thought Woods was going to be the target, the main target. And I mean, I moved him in a league where I had a ton of wide receivers and um, got pretty much nothing back um, in retrospect. So yeah. you know it's just one of those things where like you know if again i think i mentioned this last week about somebody where it was everybody was trying to trade him and you were oh uh, derek henry like you know you you're hoping you get something and then you get no bites and then all of a sudden you have a wide receiver one so um two uh leaders at two positions that everybody was trying to trade this offseason so um yeah cup man he is uh Lights out right now.
0: And I love that one because not only is it a this week award, like you said, it is an every week award, it seems like, for Cooper Cup. And even when uh, Robert Woods has a good game or blocking, Cooper Cup is still getting his. Um, yeah, you could have had Cooper Cup probably for a song uh, in the offseason just because I, I think the narrative, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, was that matt stafford was going to unlock robert woods and that i think that was a was a big narrative that was being pushed on twitter and we uh we were half right i mean stafford did unlock somebody but i mean that unlock was cooper cup obviously so uh love that one drew why don't you hit us with your good man
1: uh i'll follow in the wide receiver theme here uh Jamar Chase is exactly who I think everybody thought he was going to be. And uh, yeah, I, bad tackling aside on his touchdown, just what a monster getting open on pretty much every play. Um, you know, that connection with Burrow is, is so good right now. Go, you, know, you know, I think he had 10 targets caught eight of them, 200, 200 plus yards, that long touchdown. Um, you know, that's, that's been Twitter this week, trying to figure out what's it take to get Jamar Chase now. And it's, it's so, so hard. Uh, I, I'm afraid to even put a trade out there to make it look foolish. But, um, yeah, what a what a breakout he's had already. And so excited to see him, uh, you know, with Burrow there. And, and happy for Cincinnati that it's working out that way.
0: Bill, um, quick question. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but uh, who who has Jamar Chase in the uh, OG uh, fantasy <laughs> timeline listener league?
2: I believe we do.
0: Oh, for real? Oh man, he's so he's so good. He's every every and you know it's funny because I listen to a ton of podcasts like you, like you guys do as well. And all season you just keep hearing, well, it's long touchdowns, he can't keep doing it. It's long touchdowns, he can't keep doing it. Every week he has a long touchdown. He just keeps doing it. At this point, you just have to say 99 percent of wide receivers can't do it every week, but Jamar Chase might be that rare one percent. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be a week that he goes, you know, three for sixty or whatever. He doesn't get the long touchdown, and you know, people are going to six for
1: ninety-seven mind. last week or two weeks ago. That was your dip to buy. That yeah, <laughs> jeez. Take As away that rookie. touchdown, he's still one hundred and twenty yeah. yards.
2: Yeah, that's going to be and like catches. the uh, seventh best uh, or the like the fifth best rookie game outside of all of his other ones. So
0: yeah, and and the like, what do you part? pay for him? What's that?
2: What do you pay for him right now?
0: Like what I, is the I I just think of that that Thanos meme where he has the infinity gauntlet and it just says everything. Because honestly, like the person that drafted Jamar Chase used, you know, in a super flex league, what did they use? The 105, maybe? The yeah, 105,
2: 106, range. 106.
0: So, you know even if your first is the 101, that ain't doing it. So you're offering multiple firsts or you're offering uh, a guy like who, like a, a you know, a Justin Jefferson, the, does that even, you know, and I know a lot of us don't like position for position trades, but I'm just, I'm using the position to kind of show you like, The level he's on right now, like if someone offered you Justin Jefferson for Jamar Chase straight up, are you
1: doing that? No, right? No, and Jamar Chase is the better version of Justin Jefferson.
0: And two
1: firsts, I'm not taking those.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're like we're at a point here where two firsts, two seconds.
1: I would need a, a, a player back. So in, in my home league that I co commission, uh Guy got him Saturday right before the game. So it's half PPR, a small tight end premium, uh sent DK Metcalf, Dalton Schultz in two seconds. Say and it still again? feels like he got uh DK Metcalf, Dalton oh. Schultz in two seconds. And still feels like he got a steal.
2: Yeah, I mean I agree. I get it. Like right now, I mean, the the hype has got to be so ludicrously high that like, I mean, he can't keep this up. Right. Um,
1: (laughs) But I want to know how you guys have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you guys have two of the top, what five dynasty wide receivers, arguably the RB one in dynasty. We do. Well, you know, Bill, um,
0: I would love I would love to take credit for this, but I'm <laughs> I'm going to give a lot of the praise to uh to the co-owner uh, of that team. Uh, oh, at please Sup- don't <laughs> at, at Super Duper Flex. Um, well, our, our plan going into the draft, we said we wanted to go young. We wanted to, um, you know, almost like a productive struggle. The problem is, is that the struggle wasn't that real. <laughs> so um, we have a lot of youth, but we. We we knocked on we we knocked it out of the park on some of those guys. I mean, Burrow is playing out of his mind right now. And obviously, you know, if we did that draft today, Joe Burrow's not lasting to the what was it, the first or the second pick of the second round in a super flex draft? There's no Yeah,
2: way. I mean it was all just because of the uh the injury and we took the chance. Um
0: and um, you know, Jonathan Taylor fell to us because as happened in a lot of super flex leagues this year. Um, the first eight, nine, ten picks were um, were quarterbacks. So by the time it got to us, we were like, Well, we don't need to take one right now because we have a pick four picks away or whatever it was. <laughs> we'll take this really good running back. And sure, <laughs> I
1: didn't Me realize what I was
0: getting into that <laughs> with that league. Holy balls! Well. Short logic. As much as I, I love to to brag about Bill and I's team, we are uh, I think in sixth right now. Uh, Lindsey, Lindsey Kennedy is um, Hulk smashing all of us um, yes. right now. It's it's not even close. Um, Guess you know, who has Cooper Cup? I, I yeah, trust, the trust Rams me. fan. Trust me, I know. <laughs> trust. Me. She's
2: outscoring the league by 160 points. Yeah, or no, 100 40 points.
0: She she's, she's played
1: an extra week of of football this year. <laughs> yeah.
0: She she's lapping the league at this point. I mean yeah. she's so so um as much as I love to to brag about our team and what we've done, she is uh she is showing us that uh I, I think we got I think we got hustled a little bit because uh cause Lindsay was like, Hey, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not too well versed in the dynasty thing. I think she pool hall hustled us and she just came in and just ta, 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 got us. So yeah, I'm just keeping
1: is... the seat warm till 22.
2: Her team is disgusting.
0: <laughs> yeah, her, t- her team is, I, there's no weakness on her team. There, it's just, I
2: mean, it'd be a wide receiver if I was going to pick anything. And she has AJ Brown, who's been hurt. So like, and and yeah. Cooper Cup. And Cup.
0: Phelan yeah, a... is her third. That's not a weakness. <laughs> you got those two. That's not a weakness. <laughs> oh man, but no, her team. Her team is really good. But we got sidetracked there a little bit. Well, I'm sorry, that's my fault. I'll get us back. Uh, I'll get us back on track here with my good uh, Dearness Johnson, uh, 22 for 146 and a touchdown in the rushing game, and then he just added a couple of receptions for 22 yards in the uh, passing game as well and it seemed like and and i don't know if you guys were seeing and hearing the same thing a lot of people were saying don't don't waste your money on dearness don't start dearness if you got them it's not going to be what you think it is and man that that man was on a fishing boat a couple years ago and now he's uh he might be fishing for a a slightly better contract in a year or two so uh that was my guy i i watched that thursday game it was so much fun and um uh I'll slide right over now into the, uh, into the bad. And uh, uh, Darrell Henderson, 15 rushes for 45 yards, three receptions for 19 yards. He also dropped a, uh, a touchdown pass, which would have made his night a lot better, but not gonna lie. Uh, He's been killing it this year. So he had a down game. It's going to happen, you know, Keep riding the wave because I'm sure, uh, like the rest of the Rams offense, good things will continue to come. Uh, So, Drew, why don't you uh, hit us with your bad on this one?
1: Uh, I went with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the rain. Uh, I'm just having flashbacks to that shovel pass he tried to to throw in the first quarter there. And uh, I I know the weather was a factor, but uh, just a microcosm of some of the uh the weeks here so 16 to 27 181 yards did get one touchdown to debo which i needed uh but three turnovers overall in the game so um yeah that was that was not what they were looking for uh yeah i i forget how long it's been since they've won an actual legitimate home game now yeah
0: it's been a while they only got two wins on the season uh one against Bills Lions and one against the Philadelphia Eagles uh, not exactly two of the upper echelon teams in the NFL right now um yeah you know i'm sure as soon as Trey Lance is 100% i think that switch is going to be made and uh we'll see what happens i don't know if, i don't know if Trey Lance is the answer either but he uh he's Definitely better than what they currently have. So, Bill, who's uh, who's your bad for this week?
2: Uh, my bad is the Detroit Lions. Um, they pulled all the trick plays, and they still lost. I mean, they converted them all, and they still lost. So, like, you do all of that with just perfect execution, and then you still lose. I mean, it was like, you know, you caught the uh, heavyweight champ with a, like a sneaky punch, but in the end, you know, the champ didn't go down and uh, you took your, uh, your payment. (laughs) So um, it was bad, you know, It, it was, oh, in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like it was cool to see all this stuff happen, but at the same time, I mean, now you've done all your tricks in the book and, you know, you didn't get the result.
0: They, I don't think they've done the uh, the biting kneecap play yet. So uh, they they might still have one more trick left in the uh, in the book. But yeah, and, and like I'm starting to adopt the Detroit Lions into my heart because you just want to see him win that game. Like like Bill said, they're they're throwing trick plays out there. Those guys are playing hard. They're not really getting blown out by anybody. They're kind of sticking in it the entire game but it just seems like when the clocks hit zero they're always on the losing side so i've kind of adopted them into my heart a little bit i want them to to win that game uh i think they're they're a team that deserves it just because they're they're out there really busting it they're they're playing for their uh they're playing for their coach but yeah detroit man they just they seem to find a way to lose every week unfortunately (laughs) so um that that's a good one bill why don't you hit us with your ugly
2: um my ugly is uh justin fields uh 22 of 32 for 184 and three picks um you know it's just been a a barrage of shittiness um I'm not really sure what else to say. Like, I mean, he's a, he's a rookie. So there's like, you know, I mean, it's just too bad because everybody built him up. Like I have a lot of friends from Chicago and I mean, everybody's building Justin Fields up. Oh, what a great pick. You know, how did everybody let him fall to Chicago? You know, this is incredible. You know So the pressure on the organization to get him out on the field was so great. And there's a reason that they were starting, uh, Dalton you know they're like he's a vet that you know can kind of take the heat if they struggle like now you're you got a young guy that you're hoping your future is uh you know he's going to be your future and he's starting out um with a pretty negative situation and you know is he going to be able to handle that or or bounce back from it and grow from this so like it's 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 a risky move by the organization, but at the same time, I mean, like it's just bad all around. Like, what do you do? Like, I mean, personally I'm thinking about making offers for him because I'm not willing to give up on him, but he's just been so bad that I think his value is so down. Like I, and, and you know, you might get, if you have 20 leagues, you might get one or two takers, but I mean, that's one or two. That's probably worth adding. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's just too bad for the kid because he has like, no chance. like it's and maybe there it's true like these Ohio State quarterbacks just don't um there's something about that system that makes them look incredible. and it's um, you know, maybe that's they don't have to make the reads that they do in the pros and that's the big challenge for them
0: so so Bill, you brought up an interesting point, and since we have you here and we have drew, who is the the pres- president of the Justin Fields fan Club. You said maybe uh, maybe throwing an offer out there. So, Bill, what is the type of offer you would throw out in like a 12-team a Superflex League uh, for Justin Fields right now?
2: So, like if I'm a contender, I would still throw Ooh. a first out, um, okay. which because then I it would be a late first, and I'd right. be totally fine um, adding him for that. Um, if I am a, um, you know, I'm rebuilding. Maybe I offer my second plus like a you know a decent player or a good player on top uh for him. Um yeah, I, I just the upside's still there, right? Like, I mean, but is he Dwayne Haskins? Like that's the issue. Like, we don't mm-hmm. know. And Haskins looked incredible at Ohio State. And cool. um, you know, he what fell to 15. Um, what was, uh, Fields eight or something like that? No, he was double digits. So he was double digits. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe the NFL teams do know something. Right. And, um, so I don't know. I mean, that's kind of where I am maybe is like late first value.
0: So drew as, as president and founding member of the Justin Fields fan club. Um, if you get a a late first offer for justin fields because he's probably on your
1: team uh are you taking that that is a a, a negative statement josh
2: <laughs> yeah but that's exactly why because of all that precursor of um uh, hey. the fan club
0: well and i uh, i'm curious because I, I i do also agree with what you said about you know if you're in 20 leagues you might get one person a bite on it because That one person may have, you know, maybe he dropped in that draft and, you know, he didn't have the same, you know, level of admiration as as Drew did for him. So I was I just wanted to ask the question because, you know, I I think it's um, a good uh, a good
1: thought exercise there. But, uh, Drew, why don't why don't you hit us up with your ugly? Yeah, I'll go back and look at the number of leagues I don't have. And it's not many but uh <laughs> I will definitely be looking at some offers as well but uh yeah, I think some of it of course is just that that idea that you know i, I invested in early first round pick and superflex so I'm sure some of that is clouding a little bit of the valuation there. So there is you know the idea you, you typically want to get out earlier than later on a, on a bad investment right. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I have uh, I definitely have hope in the talent uh, that's there so uh, I would love to see some changes in in coaching and then, you know, really I've seen the question this last week, right? Is it, is it fields Nagy or possibly both that are just bad? So um, kind of narrow down the variables here and see which one uh, or both, if they uh, both kind of surfaces not good.
2: Oh, I'm sure it's both, but I mean, he's a rookie, like for the love of God, shit's moving so fast for him. Like he can't process and it's obvious that he can't. I mean, and he's not like really running. I mean, I know he ran a lot, but he um you know it was like five yards a carry or something like that. And yeah. um, so it's not like he's like being an exceptionally effective runner. Um so you know, it it's tough great you know, grading these rookie quarterbacks. I mean, look at all the rookie quarterbacks, right? They're all struggling. I mean, who's the best one? Mac Jones? Like, I mean and so I mean which would be expected right cuz the other guys are more mobile they're you know you got a guy who's already like a, a better passer so there's a chance that he's going to be a little bit more successful early on um but damn dude like I mean if I if I, I have fields in I think on one or two teams and like I don't think I'm going to move him but like if I was somebody who had maybe paper hands and was a little nervous and, you know, really wasn't that like, he was a luxury pick kind of thing, you know, maybe, maybe I'm more willing to just take my cut my losses now and, um, you know, do it again next year.
1: There you go. All right, Drew, hit us with the ugly, man. Uh, ugly, a uh, broad stroke here, we touched on earlier, uh, starting lineups this week in general, uh, <laughs> that was uh, all the all the pictures and screenshots on Twitter with uh, people showing their their worst combos. You mentioned a couple of the quarterbacks you had to start uh, in Scott Fishbowl. Uh, I had a lot of Ferkser starting at tight end this week um, as either my second tight end because I just had wide receivers out as a flex play. Um, I was lucky to get Dearness Johnson in a couple places and had to play him. I didn't have to listen to anybody on Twitter. I could just say, you know what? He's somebody who's not an IR and not on a buy, so here we go. Um, but yeah, this this week was pretty ugly, and uh, we'll see. I don't think we have another one that's this heavy, but we'll see as uh, injuries accumulate and so forth. I'm sure we'll have another week or two that'll be pretty bad for some folks, depending on how they stacked up their teams.
0: Yeah, it was it was terrible. I mean, I told you about Scott Fishbowl, Drew and I are in a 14 teamer where I had to start Blaine Gabbert because I had Dak and uh Dak and Kirk Cousins again on a buy. I also have Watson on that team, and obviously he ain't playing anywhere. And Josh so, Allen. And Josh Allen. Um oh yeah, that's right. It's Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins, not Dak and Kirk Cousins on that team. So um man, what is the NFL doing to us fantasy folk, man? Like you put team, you put those teams on by at the same time. Like, let's come on, NFL, do better. Um, but yeah, I I mean I was starting Braxton Barrios in another league uh that you have to start three wide receiver not only because of the buys but then antonio brown was as well so um yeah so uh yeah it was terrible uh i was doing the same thing that drew was i was looking at some of the screenshots and some of the tweets of people saying i had to start this random guy this week and it's just like nfl just needs to do better um ugly uh I keep bringing this guy up because it just hurts my heart every week watching it. Um, And it does tie into uh, Bill's ugly of Justin Fields. But Allen Robinson, two receptions for 16 yards. We all said, oh, Justin Fields might be the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever played with. This has been terrible. I mean – if you would have said before the season, you know, what's your over-under that Allen Robinson an- ends up on your bad or ugly, uh, I probably would have said, like, set the number at three and I'll take the under. And I think he's been over just in my bad and ugly alone for this season. Um, Kind of have to do the same thing you have to do at Fields, though. Hope that uh, either new coaching or change of scenery uh, brings them back. But, man, it, it's it's been tough with with him and it hurts because i am a big alan robinson fan for a very long time and uh just watching kind of the demise of of alan robinson has been hard to uh hard to take but all right let, let's let's brighten our spirits a little a little bit and let's do what will we all do best and hit hit up the timeline let's see what we saw on the timeline and the first question here is from uh, Spence at JTRB1. Uh, I know Spence, we're in actually in a group chat together. He's an awesome dude. Um, and he, uh, when I asked for questions, he threw this on here. So I wanted to uh, to talk about it. So he's got a 12-team super flex tight end premium. Uh, side one, uh, Trey Lance, Antonio Gibson, a 22 first and a 23 second or Dak Prescott, Austin Eckler, and Corderell Patterson. So, uh, Drew, why don't we start with you? Uh, Which side do you like uh, here, side one or side two? Uh,
1: I I went back and forth on this a little bit, and I think I landed on side two with Dak. Uh, Give me the guy that's the top three quarterback right now. Um you know, Eckler is great for this season. We'll see how long he goes. And, uh, yeah, I think the, when we pair these up here, you know, the 22 first makes up the difference or doesn't quite make up the difference for me between Trey Lance and Prescott and Antonio Gibson and Eckler. So, and then Patterson just scores points this year. So, I mean, you assume he's lost after this year, which is fine, but, um, yeah, I think I'll take those three consolidate the talent there and hope that that gives me what I need to make a push.
0: What about you, Bill? What what do you like on this one, side one or side two?
2: Yeah, I think you're you're getting a lot of unknowns for knowns. So, like, I mean, that side one is enticing if you're in a rebuild. Um, so, I mean, it still makes sense, um, but just value wise, I think it's the deck side. Um, I mean, I basically said uh, Patterson for the second. Um, you know, Eckler is above Gibson and then also Dak is above Lance in a first. So, um, I just think that there's a decent amount of value on the Dak side. Um, so, um, but I could see taking it if I was like in complete, you know, I need to get these guys off my, my roster, but I just don't see that being the case very often. Like, why do you need to get rid of a top quarterback, um, like Dak, um, and Superflex. So I I just don't see, like, the only, you could do something on Eckler for uh, Gibson if you wanted to do it that way or something, you know? So, uh, or unless it's somebody who's really, really, um, you know, loves draft picks. So, I mean, it could, that could be the case too. So, uh, but it's Dak pretty easily for me, that
0: side. All right. So I'll have to uh, apologize to Spence because I I thought this would be one that we might be split on. (laughs) And uh, I'm also going to go with side two. So sorry, Spence. I thought we were going to be split on it and we were going to have maybe a lively debate. But uh, no, I'm with you guys. But Bill brought up a really good point. When I looked at it, I thought this was kind of the textbook uh, contender versus rebuilder type trade where, um, yeah, you're giving up the the big name pieces, but Austin Eckler is getting a little bit older. Uh, you know, Patterson, I agree with Drew, is probably next to nothing after this season. So you're getting a lot of immediate pieces. Obviously Dak is is long term because uh he's still relatively young and he's going to be tied with uh that offense for a little bit. Um But you're getting younger. You're getting the upside play on side one with Trey Lance, and if he is what he's been uh, explained to us as a kind of a Lamar Jackson type, you know, runner, and you know has a cannon for an arm, uh, you're getting that upside. Gibson is so weird because I think he's super talented, but the way Washington uses him is uh, in a very specific role and they don't really break him out of that uh too much so uh but i do think he's a very good player and then obviously picks which uh i think bill said there are some people that just like picks they want to be in the draft every year they want to be able to move and shake and say that they made you know multiple first round picks and you know that that does happen so yeah, the three of us were all going side two here. And I think this poll is still actually going, but when I uh threw it on the show sheet, it was uh sixty-one percent for side two and thirty-nine percent for side one. So obviously so far, you know, when I threw it on here, the majority was going on that Dak side mm-hmm. as well. So uh does it
1: change how much does it change if you replace Dak with Tom Brady, who's uh leading the lead right now in what yards, touchdowns, all that.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it changes a lot because I shouldn't say a lot, but it does change some because obviously, you know, we've been counting down the days till Tom Brady retires for the last five seasons. And he does eventually have to retire. Right. I mean, he could be half robot by now. and We would never know. So maybe he never retires. But um, you would figure, you know, he has a two year contract, so he's definitely playing out the rest of this year and playing out the rest of next year. And then maybe he retires, I, you know, so maybe that switches it a little bit, but I, I still think I go on that Tom Brady side. Cause as long as he's tied up with, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and uh, Gronk and Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette, I mean, you just figure he's going to do probably very similar things next year as well. So um It changes some, but I still think I would take the Tom Brady side if you replaced it. What do you think, Bill? You're on mute. I don't know if he can hear me.
1: Still on mute.
2: Yeah, I'm good for that. (laughs) Um, So I would be on the other side then, I think, because then you're really losing years of service um Mm -hmm. so that would be my biggest concern um you're really you're really giving up a lot i think and and so yeah i think it would actually then not be close the other way um personally
0: interesting you heard it here first bill thinks that trey lance will play longer than tom brady wait till (laughs) we get to laugh at him
2: yeah, not uh, 2028. 20, oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody's like, who's Trey Lance? And uh, I, I would love to one Ionic Bionic just, Brady is. Uh, what
1: Justin was that Patrick? Netflix show that uh, Brady walks out of the massage parlor, like the, the 50th version of himself? <laughs>
0: I, I would love, as, as an exercise, maybe I'll do this over the next week and just see kind of quarterbacks drafted in the last five years who were like, Oh, those guys for sure will outlast Brady and and how many of those guys are in the league. Uh, Mm -hmm. It would just be a funny exercise to see because uh, he's outlasted a lot of dudes. So, um, but uh, uh, awesome talk about that. So for the rest of these questions, I kind of wanted to get into some thought exercises just because like we're at the halfway point of the uh, fantasy regular season.
1: don't say it. Don't say
0: it. So, I mean, now is the point where we kind of have to figure out, OK, what are we doing with our teams? Are they really contenders? Are, are they really rebuilds? Are we fooling ourselves one way or another? So I, I wanted to throw some questions here and get us thinking and maybe maybe get us debating depending on uh, how we feel. So this next one here is from JRC at Viking Power 72. Uh, he needs some dynasty rebuild advice. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna read everybody on his team that he listed, but uh he's got he's got some guys like Deontay and uh Ryan Tannehill, but he's got a boatload of picks. He's got five 2022 firsts. Uh and right right now, uh one of those is the 101. And he's got three 2023 firsts. So he's got eight firsts in the next two years. So he's asking, should he stick with the picks and the youth or trade the picks for vets like Aaron Jones? uh, Quickest way to the top, he's asking. So he wants to know, should he keep the picks and build with rookies or should he trade some of those picks for vets? So kind of a a team building. What's your – how do you build teams and what's your whole process behind that? So, uh, Bill, why don't you start us off? Should he just make all those picks and get a, a rookie and a sophomore super team, or should he, uh, try to get some vets on there as well?
2: I think that like, um, You know, I I like the way that his team's built. He's got a lot of young players. I mean, Tannehill is really the only player he has listed that's what I would consider not young. Um, So his build is headed in the right direction that way. I think you just stick with it. Now, it's not the quickest way to the top. I mean, the quickest way to the top is to make some moves where you get some veterans that are going to score points for you. Um, So to answer that, like to actually answer the question, what the quickest way is to you need to add some vets but don't do it right now because your team's not a contender and adding a few vets isn't going to make you a contender i don't think so i would just kind of wait till the off season let people get all hot and bothered about the picks i mean it's the same song and dance every (laughs) off season we we know what's going to happen and I mean, that's when, you know, you get people who take over an orphan and they don't want, they're trying to do what you're doing. So they have a vet that they want to get off their roster. Um, so you can get them for a discount. Um, so that's when you make those moves. I mean, easiest thing, man, you sell your vets when you're, when the games are on and you, you you buy your vets when the games are off. I mean, that's just how, how it works. and it's a simple formula, but it's very difficult to um, have the discipline to keep doing that. So, because you you want your team to look a certain way, you have this image, and it's it's hard to get over that. Um, when you're in a rebuild, you want to get all the vets off your roster, and it's you know maybe that's not the best move for you depending on the time of year. So, um, I like where his team's headed with all those picks, and he's got some good young talent, and um, I would just personally stick with what you're doing and you know i would not be trading for aaron jones right now um like in a question
0: yeah and i'm glad you brought it up bill because i was going to i feel like aaron jones was a was a bad example that he put in his tweet um just because uh his team is young and he um he's going to be you know building at least for a uh for another year. Um, And and what I mean by year is this and into the off season, but maybe, and and Bill, I like what you said about waiting until the off season rookie hype gets wild. We say we're going to learn every year and we never learn. Um, And then try to sell for some, uh, some assets, but I would be poking around at some younger guys that maybe have some depressed value right now. Uh, kind of like a DJ Moore. Uh, you know, everyone is worried because Sam Darnold is being Sam Darnold all over again. And if you, uh, you know, if you have a guy, especially a guy who's had DJ Moore on his team for a couple of years, DJ Moore always seems to put up stats. But at the end of the season, we always end up saying he sucks for some reason, which I don't understand that reasoning. But it's what happens. And maybe poke around to that guy and see if you can use one of those later first to get a guy like, like a DJ Moore and look at some of those younger depressed assets. But overall, I think those, right, I think you hold on to those picks unless obviously someone comes to you with like a, a sweetheart deal that you can't refuse and obviously take it. But wait until it gets wild. Wait until, you know, we start talking about you know, oh man, well, we said 2022 was gonna suck, but now look at all these guys, you know, and you we'll get we'll get hype about it again. And, you know, then you start wheeling and dealing those picks. Um, I always love the three of us are in Superflex Army too, and I still will not forget uh trading a a mid or a late first rounder for Stefan Diggs because the hype on uh, on Jalen Waddle got so big and I was just like I made the offer and didn't think it was going to go through. (laughs) And it went through, and I was like, man, this rookie hype is real. I mean, really real. So, yeah, I think Bill nailed it on the head. I think you keep him until that offseason and then work your magic. What do you think, Drew?
1: Yeah, looking at who's got here, um, I would be shopping Hertz right now to a contender. And I would hope that maybe Hertz uh, might get you a guy like Watson. I had one league where uh, I am not a contender and I had Hertz as my fourth quarterback and I got Watson plus for him from a contending team that needed a, uh, you know, a point scoring quarterback this year. Um, I'd be looking at guys like maybe CH or uh, Jacobs that are a little bit younger still that have a little runway and see what kind of a deal you could pull uh, a first is attractive as we get closer to the playoffs. So, um, you know, find the Aaron Jones Person and offer them Dylan since you've got Dylan. uh, They want to make sure they got the backfield for the playoffs. So I'd I'd look to still move a couple pieces around. I like the young receivers that he's got. Um, You know, Chenault, uh, Deontay, T. Higgins, Mooney. They're all good to build with. Depending on if it's a premium as well, you know, go and kick the tires on Irv if he's out there and see if somebody wants to give him up super cheap since nobody's talking about him right now. Um, So I, I think there's still some moves to make in between, but. Hertz is the one that I'd try to move right now in the next probably two or three weeks and see if you can find a contender that needs a quarterback. Maybe you got the the Russ, Russ owner is teetering on 500, or like I said, Watson owner or somebody like that. Doesn't want to wait anymore to see. Um, so I, I think there's still some moves to be made, but ultimately, yeah, there's, there's no reason. I don't think you're going to get what you need, like Bill said, to make a push this year and have fun over the next few years. Otherwise you'll be rebuilding right away if you just go and, and move all those picks for vets for this year. Yeah, I, I love it.
0: So I think uh, I think on the poll we would be on the, uh, you know, on the trade, some some picks for vets. But, you know, this is we're not doing it today. We're waiting a little bit unless, you know, we kick the tires on some stuff and we can find, you know, you know, I mentioned DJ Moore. Drew mentioned uh, trading hurts and maybe getting a Watson or, you know, something like that, because. Uh, Hertz is going to be appealing to contenders because no matter how bad he plays actual real life quarterback for fantasy, he has been amazing and he continues to be amazing. And even in games that you don't think he's going to be amazing, fourth quarter comes and he rushes for a touchdown and, you know, all of a sudden he, you know, is turned from, you know, maybe. QB 18 to QB 12 because he rushed for a touchdown or two, you know, so he's got that rushing upside and that's always going to save him no matter how uh, amazingly bad he is in the passing game. So I love that. I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together. So I love that, Drew. Uh, Great stuff from both you guys. So um, this next one here is from Britt Sanders at the FF Sandman. Asking for some friends, but I'm curious where those pits ain't it year one folks are at. To be transparent, I was a late convert like two weeks before week one. Late, it's not too late to change course and join the fun side. So um, my my first question, uh leapfrogging off of this, is what do we think about pits? rest of season because he's got two straight hundred yard games and it almost looks like he is the number one pass catcher in atlanta now so do we see that continue or is this just a temporary blip calvin ridley gets back on track and he gets relegated to you know second banana uh, Drew,
1: why don't you start us off? What do you think? Uh, I I will admit I I was not into the hype. I had multiple drafts where I had a 104 or higher and had some opportunities to draft Kyle Pitts, and I only did it in one league. Um, and of course, in hindsight, I wish I, I you know for this year I wish I had spent more of those 104s on Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. Um, however, that's not the reality, so. Uh, I, I think it continues. I think he is uh, a matchup problem. I think there's enough volume to go around for him and Ridley to get back uh, on track. Um, and I think, uh, you know, he's going to continue to be a problem. And, and that's just the evolution of the tight end um, over the last few years. It, it's, it's the uh, uber-athletic guys that are a problem, either size-wise for safeties or, or speed-wise for the linebackers. Um, you know, he's lining up out off the line, an absurd amount as a tight end, quote unquote, right. Um, you, you know, God forbid they ever change his designation to a wide receiver. Right. But, um, Don't you know, for who, he is, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> for who he is right now, even in a, even in a standard league, not even a PPR league. I mean, he's still, he's still the guy that you want. So, um, I think he's showing the talent and the hands and the speed and, and the ability to, To make tough catches, right? Not even just a separation, just making tough, contested catches, too. Um, It looks like Matt Ryan trusts him. So I I don't see any reason why it should slow down. Uh, Just like I don't see a whole lot of reason why Jamar Chase would slow down at this point.
0: Love it. What about you, Bill? What do you think about Pitt's rest of the season?
2: Yeah. It was interesting. Like you and I did a show with, uh, the guys from dynasty theory. And, uh, one of the questions was like, what, um, take are you going to have that others, um, you know, where you're a contrarian essentially. And, uh, my answer was that I won't probably won't be taking Kyle Pitts much because of just the issue with, um, you know, tight ends transitioning to NFL and, um, I think this was what probably what April or May when that yeah, yeah. And um I think it was pre-draft actually. So mm-hmm. um then I started just I watched some videos and I watched, you know, then I'm like wow, this guy isn't really a tight end. So like maybe he could, you know, transition into you know the NFL a little better. And um, so I actually took him early in like I was taking him at 103 in certain ones and tight end premium leagues and stuff like that. And just because I want to make sure I got a few shares of him early on. And um so like I'm excited for what he's doing. You know, like the guys from Dynasty Theory were like, you know, Pitts might be the tight end one after 2021. And I mean everything's looking like that's gonna be the case. You know? And um so Uh, by the way, subscribe to them, great dudes and really smart dudes. Um, So like, um, yeah, he's, he's outside a lot. And um, what's the coach's name?
0: Um, Uh, Arthur Smith.
2: Yeah. Arthur Smith made a comment like uh, um, anytime we see him outside and it's man coverage, we're throwing, the ball's going to him. Like, cut and dry like that they matt ryan you see man throw the ball to him so like if that's the case for a rookie like what in the hell is going to happen when this guy actually knows what's happening (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just crazy so um he's one of the guys who's really lived up to the hype right like how many guys can we actually say um from day 1 i mean it took him what 3 4 games before he started yeah. actually becoming like a top 6 tight end and now i mean damn like it's just it's incredible like i mean i can't think of anybody who just you know some wide receivers but i can't think of like even herbert really is the only other guy that's like kind of like but he wasn't even hyped like this he like,
1: wasn't you know, no no it's like, him and chase
2: like, yeah, it is because it's like Barkley. I mean, you could argue, like, but because he was hyped, Zeke, um, but Zeke wasn't hyped until he got drafted so early. Um, so like, it's you know, it's impressive, and um, he's pretty much the if you're in a tight end premium, he is untouchable, like, right? Like,
0: yeah, what I mean, what are you? Kelsey's the only guy that is. Are even, you trading him
2: for him? I'm not. Well, no,
0: I'm not trading him for him. But I'm saying Kelsey's the only guy that you can even bring into the conversation right now that would at least make a Pitts owner look at your mm. trade offer. I mean, and I'm not saying that's a trade that gets made. I'm just saying that's yeah. the only that's the that's, only tight end in right. the league that makes someone look at your offer and go. Okay, and That's what right. I mean.
2: Like, but that—that was that why yeah. I said that. It was oh, more yeah, along the yeah. lines of like, you get that offer. Are you even considering it? Because oh, straight up, no, no. Like, I think that you're a monster majority in that situation. Yeah, and yeah. I'm actually looking. I just looked up the most recent trades for him. Oh
1: man. Yeah, and, you got to go back to like September.
2: Well, I'm looking at the, like like after this week. Yeah, I want to see what
0: people
2: are.
1: Uh, I, what I'm saying is, I don't think people are trading him.
2: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pitts for Andrews in a first. Um, that's an interesting one.
1: I would give up Andrews in a first. Oh,
2: yeah, um, Pitts and Pittman for Claypool, Michael Thomas, Janu in a first. Okay, um, kind
1: of I, got right.
2: cool. I would take the Pitts and Pittman Oh, side. yeah. yeah. Oh, hell
1: yeah. Uh, yeah Pitts
2: for Claypool, one, two, and three. Okay, the Pitts. Um, Pitts, Chase, and Fields. For Tyreek, A.J. Brown, and some nothings.
1: Mahomes? Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. So, like, it's it's cup for pits and a first.
1: Standard league?
2: Uh, it's, four, oh, it's 10 teams, start 14. Uh, no. no tight end premium.
1: Yeah, I, I think in week, like, two or three in Superflex Army, um, I was going back and forth with somebody there looking at Hawk plus for pits. And I, I asked for Hawk and McLaurin and, and that was a no go at that point. And I think if that offer came back to me today, it'd be an easy, easy decline.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm and looking at like, what were some of the trades back in Pitts for Kittle straight up? Oof. That was uh, September 5th. Yeah.
1: Sorry about it. <laughs>
2: um. Spoiler, yeah, it's uh, uh, mine, Ant- uh, Antonio Gibson for Pitts.
1: Oh, oof. oh, my God. Uh,
2: Pitts, actually, on 9-9, uh, Pitts for two firsts. Um, oh, God, I'm still taking Pitts. <laughs> Pitts so for hard. Devonta Smith.
1: Oh. oh. Uh, so, We're yeah, I mean, there's been some interesting
2: here. ones, you know, like.
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, hindsight, of course, right? Hindsight's twenty-twenty. We've all got those trades that we we wish we could have back, or you know, you wonder what we were thinking. But uh, but yeah, at this point, Pitts is just—he is that guy. And yeah, I mean, imagine when we find out in the off-season he spends a month with uh, Tony Gonzalez in his cabin working out in the off-season, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you
0: know. I mean, uh, Bill and Drew both brought up this point, you know. I heard a stat, and I can't remember the exact percentage, but it was something like he's only lining up as an inline tight end like thirty or forty percent of the time. Like, so, so he is outside a lot, and obviously that is uh, that's working very well for him. But you know, we talk about you know what he did in the beginning, but he hasn't had he's only had one game with less than six targets this season. One game. So, if you're telling me that this guy is getting minimum six targets a game, like, and the last two games, uh, nine receptions on ten targets, seven receptions on eight targets. So, now, he was, getting the, he was getting the targets at the beginning of the season, but he just wasn't coming down with the ball. And I think some of that was being a rookie in the league, and I think some of that was... Matt Ryan was just not crisp at the beginning of the season. But now, whew, I mean, he's catching everything in sight. And, you know, 10 targets and eight targets in the last two games. I mean, if this is going to be his workload for the rest of the season, I mean, he's going to shatter every rookie tight end record. And uh, the league was- winner. I think it I think Bill said it. Um he is going to be either the tight end one or we're going to be having some real serious discussions about uh Travis Kelsey versus uh Kyle Pitts. And it's going to be uh it's gonna be fun to watch these startups next year and see how high because we're not talking about oh, you know, he's the tight end one or he's the tight end two that's a second round pick. No, 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 That that's going to be a a first round startup pick, especially in a, you know, you know, 1.5 or higher uh, Titan premium.
2: But Drew brought up a a good point earlier with like, what happens when he's renegotiating um, his contract, right. Or, and then what if he gets franchised, like what sort of like leverage will he have based on his usage Um, to be a wide receiver and then you get like, I would be a little, I'd be paying attention to the news. Like when he gets towards the end of his rookie contract, just for that reason, um, just pay attention. If, if they think they're going to franchise or, you know, is he even in the off seasons, like are they going to start re designating players, different positions based on their usage? Like, um, cause he would lose a, a fair amount of value, right? Like sure. if he's a wide receiver, I mean, he'd be a really good wide receiver, but, um, he, he would go from world beater to, you know, uh, front of the, uh, the army, you know, cause he's not, so it, it'll be, it's just something to, you know, we don't have to worry about it for what, four years, but yeah, uh, it's, it's something to,
0: to think about at least. So, uh, That reminds me of the the issue that Jimmy Graham ran into when he got franchised by the Saints, you know, a while back, where he was saying, hey, they're using me mostly as a wide receiver. And I actually think the league's ruling on it was, well, you're being listed as a tight end, so you're a tight end and you get the tight end franchise tag instead of the wide receiver fran- Now, Now yeah, that was a long time
2: ago. That though, was a so, long time ago. Maybe yeah. the
0: league has evolved in their stance on that. And it would be, I mean, I'm with you. would be very curious to see. Players um, are more
2: apt to like go to court for stuff like this. Cause that's yeah. like, that's some
0: money, right? Like, so I, I would be very curious to see what would happen in that situation as well. Or does Kyle pitch just uh, pull the old, you know, I'll sit out until you designate me as a wide receiver to, uh, and you know, like you said, man, that really, I mean, if he keeps playing like this, he would be a very high level wide receiver, but it a high level wide receiver and the tight end Travis Kelsey type tight end are two totally different things. And, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be very, I mean, a lot of fantasy managers would cry if uh mm-hmm. if one day uh mfl and sleeper and all these other platforms just decide uh oh, we're just gonna designate you as a wide receiver and uh move on with our day luckily uh some platforms still haven't done it for uh Cordero Patterson so maybe we'll get lucky with <laughs> Kyle Pitts as well and he'll he'll stay a tight end forever. But um let's uh let's end it on uh on one more and this one here is from Austin at Debbie Deets. Uh, where are we at on Jalen Hurts? And th- this, this guy is so interesting because we mentioned it earlier, and I didn't want to talk too much about it uh, when Drew had brought it up because I knew this question was coming. But for fantasy, you love this guy. I mean, he does it with his feet, even if his arm isn't, you know, doing much point wise, but this is kind of where you know we always say that fantasy football and real n f l football are not the same thing um but we have to pay attention to the real n f l football because the uh the Eagles are in line to have like three top ten picks uh depending on what the Colts do the rest of the season and If they are, you know, a four win team and they have three top 10 picks, I can't believe that they don't come out of that without a quarterback. And then that makes things really interesting. So what are your thoughts about uh, Jalen Hurts? Drew, start us off since you said, you know, now might be the time to trade him earlier um, in order to not get stuck holding the bag.
1: Yeah, it depends on what your quarterback room looks like. For me. I mean, I've got plenty of places where he's my fourth quarterback, um, because I got him as a throw-in uh early in his rookie season before he played any downs. And um, you know, he's helping out because he's bridging the gap on some of those teams while I'm waiting for Justin Fields to to figure it out. Um, I've got one where I, I got him and Trevor Lawrence and it looks like Lawrence is coming on stronger. So, you know, if I if I can if he's expendable, absolutely I'll take the value that I can get. I don't know that um if i'm a contender i'm not sending him to another contender that's just going to bite me in the butt so uh you try to find somebody who believes in him and his talent and the idea that you know maybe even if it's not philly next year he'll get an opportunity somewhere else and let somebody else take that risk but um there there are a couple of leagues where i'm just riding him for this season and i i have reconciled already with the idea that he may have low to no value next year and that's okay because if he helps me win this year it's worth it and then i will take my draft picks next year or in 2023 and figure out my QB three or QB four at that point.
0: Uh, What about you, Bill? What are you, what are your thoughts on on Jalen hurts for uh, it's really more like 2022 and beyond.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is just like the Jameis, right. Or there's always those players that like are fantastic um, for fantasy football and you know, it, you have to weigh the risk, right? Like, I mean, earlier this offseason I traded uh, him for Swift and I'm pretty happy with that because I, I don't have the risk. Um, I think it was a 14 team super flex. So I, but whatever. Anyway. Um, so quarterbacks are valued more there of course. And um, so I, I think You know, there's like you said, there's just so much risk with all those um, picks that they may have. Um, You know, they may end up only having two, right? Because of the one pick um, being potentially a second round pick. Um, But I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, um, whether it's trading, whether it's, um, you know, picking somebody. Um, And he just doesn't have that passing ability. you know that a lot like that other quarterbacks have he's just he struggles on intermediate passes and it's just it's just one of those things like you got to hope i know he busted his ass this offseason but he's not really showing that much difference you know this year so i think there's a lot of risk to hold him um so i do agree with drew and um trying to move him if you can um unless you're a contender. And I mean, you just love those points. Sometimes you just got to take a hit, right? Like you got to guys just say, I know next year I might have zero um, or I might have a Taysom Hill, um, but I need him this year because he's a top 10 quarterback. And um, so it's tough, but what I'm doing with it in any ideal situation is I'm moving him off my team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys, and obviously if you if you listen to me anywhere before the season started, um, I was lower on Jalen hurts than a lot of people. Um, uh, I thought the arm was gonna get him in trouble, and I did not believe in his legs as much as some other people did. I was wrong on on the the legs part. his legs have been giving him a lot of the value, and it actually seems like his arm was better the first two or three weeks of the season and it's been on like a steady decline. It seems like his, uh, his completion percentage has gone down uh, every week, which is kind of weird because when I saw him at the beginning of the season, I said, wow, I might be just totally wrong on what I thought he could do in the passing game. Um, But, you know, I think like his last couple of games, his completion percentage is like 50% or something like that. So. You know, obviously, if you're a contender and like a real contender, a top one or two team, it's like these guys said, you keep them, you know that next year may be nothing. He may be uh, the Eagles backup, or he may be starting for a team like, you know, Houston, where you're just like, I like this guy and what he can do in the run game, but the weapons around him are God awful. This is no good. Um, But if you're, uh, you know, if you're a rebuilding team and you got hurts on the thought that maybe he puts it all together and he turns into a stud and you have this super young quarterback, try to trade him to one of those contenders or one of those even like guys that are like the sixth seed right now that are looking for that player to take them over the top to make them a legit contender. and. Get what you can get. I mean, don't, you know, don't have a a pie in the sky valuation of the guy and then end up (laughs) holding the bag on him. Because I I do think that um, unless things turn around and the Eagles all of a sudden rattle off a bunch of wins, which just watching them week after week, I I don't see that path. Um, I don't think he is the starter in Philadelphia next year. So. Um, those are our thoughts on, um, Jalen hurts and pretty much all three of us agreeing and, uh, saying, you know, Hey, keep them. If you're going to win that championship. Cause guess what Jalen hurts doing nothing on your squad in 2022. Doesn't matter when you, when you, uh, you have those winnings and you, uh, you have a belt or a trophy or whatever your league does. And, uh, you know you're holding that thing proudly and you're going, yeah, Jalen Hurts got me zero points this week, but who cares? In 2021, yep. I was the champ. So um on that note, uh on our way out, we have to uh we have to keep the tradition alive. We have to we have to do our shout-out at the end, and our shout-out this week goes to our dat network brother, uh our friend, uh Justin Rogers at run dff you sir in week seven were not good enough to not be in last place drew you uh you were good this week man you were you were not hanging around the bottom you were you were middle of the pack which hey
1: it's mediocrity like, who says it doesn't pay
0: listen man it's like squid game brother like hey just like kind of always be in the middle you know never be in the front never be in the back and you know you can make it pretty far so um so yeah justin uh we love you but uh your ride in the uh in our in our fantasy cares eliminator is is over um you can stand with us on the sideline and. uh cheer on the rest of the remaining teams including drew and uh we'll see what happens next week week seven was going to be the week that was going to really sack somebody and uh it
2: it was him he had so
0: many people on by it was ridiculous he's like "Eh, i did not pay attention to that (laughs) yeah and, and um yeah i'm sure there are people in a lot of eliminators who didn't realize what week seven was going to bring when they were Doing their draft and, and I didn't look at the buy at all when you know, I did those April, drafts. May, June, you're doing a, an eliminator <laughs> draft and then all of a sudden. Oh, do you even know the buys at that time? Uh I, Yeah, yeah.
1: Schedule's out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because schedule I think comes out either right before or right after the draft. So
1: yeah. um but
0: still you're not thinking about it. Man, it's no. April, it's May, it's June. Who cares? Football's still a couple months away, and then you get to October and you're like Oh, these buys! Uh, I forgot about these about guys. that. <laughs> so uh, on that note, uh, thank you to the chat. The chat was awesome. We got short logic. We have Ru- uh, Ridley Truther. so many, so many cool people asking us questions, uh, just putting their their uh, their thoughts in there, and we love it. It makes the show a lot more fun. Uh, just remember if you guys are in the chat and you haven't for some reason, make sure to subscribe. make sure to hit the bell so that you know when we go live Uh, to all of our people listening to us on the podcast. Thank you again. Uh, An hour and eight minutes, literally could be doing anything else. Um, But you, you spent your time with us and we really do appreciate that. Just remember, uh, if you haven't, for some reason, hit subscribe, do that rate and review so that we know uh, so that we can get out there in front of other people and uh, spread the, uh, Spread the old fantasy timeline word. And on that note, we are out of here. Late.